0: Welcome to Season 4 of the iCrush Barbecue Show. I'm your host, Abe Delgado. I started this show in February of 2019, and uh, here we are in 2022, still having a blast. Uh, As most of you know, I'm a barbecue fanatic first, and 2021 was a huge year for me and uh, my barbecue life. Uh, I didn't quite do as many shows as I wanted to, but uh, I was able to help out on two great events. Uh, One at uh, Heritage Barbecue, their one-year anniversary, and the other at Brett Fest at Brett's Backyard Barbecue. They were were a blast. Um, I also got to hit up the inaugural Troubadour Fest in Salina, Texas, and uh, that that was an incredible, incredible show. Uh, can't wait to to go visit more uh, this uh, this coming year. I also squeezed in a 26 joint food tour, barbecue tour with my dad in uh, in Texas. So uh, so ready for 2022. and uh, I can't think of a better way to kick off the new season than with my conversation with Dane and Ashley Weaver of Dane's Craft Barbecue. So stories like theirs is is really why I have a podcast in the first place. Although you might think of struggle and sacrifice when you hear them share their experiences, but that's not really how they felt. Their strong belief in each other and their hard work and determination that's instilled in them uh, made it feel just like another day. Uh, you know, their, their mentality was, we'll work extra hours if we need to, to get through it. Uh, they were really made for each other, and they were made to cook great barbecue. Believe me, I know. I, uh, I recorded this show back in December and was able to make it out there with my dad in that uh, 26 Joint Tour uh, back in uh, mid-December, and oh my goodness, we were blown away. Uh, The brisket, the sausage, those dang burgers are are just incredible. They're to die for. Uh, Yeah, if you get a chance, make sure you get out there. But uh, yeah, if if you're not a fan of Dane's Craft Barbecue after listening to this show, you're probably a robot. Uh, This is Dane's Craft Barbecue. I hope you enjoy the show. Today I have pleasure of chatting with dane and ashley weaver of dane's craft barbecue what's up y'all how you doing i'm doing great you guys have so much cool stuff going on first of all congratulations on making that top 50 that's awesome
1: thanks yeah huge honor you know we're, we're definitely uh trying to do our best to live up to all that you know
0: Absolutely. Like you're even wearing the top 50 barbecue joints t shirt. I love it.
1: Yeah, man. yeah. It just came in like yesterday. So
0: <laughs> you know, I, I read something that uh, Ashley wrote about a month ago, and uh man, it just got me, right? I'm like, man, I gotta I gotta talk to these guys and share their story. Um, but I, I like these um, you know, it's the little guy, right? It's the little guy making the top 50, you know, you guys don't have you know a big marketing budget, organization, or anything like that. It's it's a mom and pop shop that started from from the ground up. And, and I just love these stories. So um, a lot to cover with you guys. So we'll go ahead and jump right in. So Dane and uh, Ashley, first of all, where did you guys grow up? I know, Dane, you're from all over the place. You're like Johnny Cash, right? You've been everywhere. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, moved around
1: a lot in the Air Force, so kind of wherever uh, the career took, the family is kind of where we had to go, and uh, she really liked to live overseas, so spent mm. a lot of time in other countries, uh, so just kind of, yeah, moved about it every two or three years of my life. So.
0: Awesome, awesome, and I know you that your pops is from uh, the Fort Worth area, so yep. that's what brought you back home, right? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Perfect, perfect. And Ashley, what about you? Where I, Where are you from?
2: South. I haven't really been – I we went to Colorado because that's where Dane claims to be if you ask him where he's from, and he doesn't want to give you the big, long story because that's where he feels most at home. But that was actually the furthest north that I've ever been <laughs> because all my family resides in either Texas or Alabama slash Florida. And then I lived in Oklahoma for a little bit too, but that's – that was until I met Dane Oklahoma as, as far north as I had traveled, <laughs> and it was uh, it was really appealing to meet somebody that had been all over the world already. It was only a couple of years older than me. So. <laughs> That's
0: awesome. That's awesome. And as far as uh, you know, getting into the uh, the culinary world, did you guys either of you have any? Um, uh, culinary background did you go to school for it or did you work in any restaurants or anything
1: no no not not at all really i mean ashley bartended and i, I worked at a i delivered pizza you know and mm-hmm. i make pizza stuff when i delivered pizza but that was that was about it really uh, yeah so that's kind of just really started cooking watching cowboys games you know uh, just on sunday it was just kind of getting people together and so a lot of it was just kind of yeah just backyard barbecue guy stuff you know
0: yeah i i, I add that i attribute
2: his knack for cooking um, with kind of like his uh, like sense of perfection attention to detail which is what we still promote with our business is we put that extra emphasis on emphasis or uh, on uh, attention to detail because that's why everything that he made Even if it was just something simple like spaghetti or grilled cheese was better than any I'd ever had before because it's little things like putting the salt on the toast or grinding half of the ground beef really fine with the other half, you know, chunkier for meatballs in the sauce. Like those things I never considered, thought about whenever I was cooking and was never taught I love my mom, but she didn't really teach me anything like that. So anything that I've learned has been strictly from him, which has been really cool, like learning the science behind cooking.
1: Yeah. And uh, we have four children now, too, so most of our cooking before this was just cooking for our kids and stuff. So we made a lot of grilled cheese sandwiches. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I saw I saw your recent picture, holiday picture. It looks great. Uh, big family and a big white dog, too, huh?
1: Yeah, she's Grace. She's a part a, of it. Yeah, she's awesome. She's a great Pyrenees, and she's uh she's such a good
0: girl. Yeah, you can't leave her out. You can't leave her out for sure. <laughs> All right, so so what you what piqued your interest into it, it got you going into this barbecue scene?
1: So it was really just. I don't know i just developed a passion for cooking barbecue you know i i definitely i remember getting into like those shows you know that barbecue pitmaster show you know i remember seeing that um probably like yeah five or six years ago got got really into that i watched almost all of that um, it's uh really, you know there was old kettle grill that uh ashley's dad had kind of left over uh, when we were grilling out for a game one day and so i'm like man you know i'm gonna i'm gonna kind of try try this out and so i'd make a rack of ribs and do it where you set the coals up on one side and kind of throw some wood chunks in there and so that's really how it all started just kind of uh, uh me just wanting something to do we, we finally had a house we were always in apartments before that and uh, we finally had a house and had a opportunity to kind of have smokers and uh you know, have people over for the weekend and stuff like that. So, uh, just, yeah, just backyard barbecue stuff, you know?
0: Nice. Yeah. And in doing my research, I found out that you you and I have something great in common that we're both big cowboy fans. So yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> cooking for the games is always fun. Uh,
1: yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I had a buddy that used to come over, uh, for every game and we would just decide we're going to cook something new every day. So we, we would, you know, it would be fried chicken or tacos or try a brisket out or a rack of ribs or fish and chips or just whatever. We were just like, this is what we're going to try this week. And we just cook and, you know, watch the game and drink some beers. And so that's kind of where a lot of it kind of started. That was probably about six and a, six and a half years ago, something like that. And, uh, yeah, just kind of snowballed out of control, I guess. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I understand you, you started as uh, underground, underground barbecue. You know, when I moved out to California, I was missing my Texas barbecue. It was 2017 when I got here. And uh, I think um, the guys that that kind of um relieved my stress of of non Texas barbecue were the same guys that, that kind of influenced you. I know uh yeah. Bert Bachman, you know, Trees I found uh Bert and I found um, um Andrew with Moosecraft barbecue Andrew and uh, and Michelle and uh it was like turning night today, you know interesting
1: too that a lot of people don't realize is yeah when I when I started cooking barbecue and getting really into it, I I didn't know really what Texas Monthly was or the list or top fifty. You know, I didn't know who Truth Barbecue was or any of the top ten places. I I had I knew about Franklin, but that was probably about it. And uh, just yeah, was on Instagram starting starting to post all my uh, barbecue stuff, you know, racks of ribs and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, found. Trudy's underground barbecue and Moose. I just thought that was so cool. Um, Just really looked up to the food they were cooking and what they were doing. And yeah, so I I definitely tried to kind of emulate that a bit and decided that that was a good way for me to be able to keep cooking barbecue because if nobody's eating it, there's not a whole lot of reasons to be making it. Right. So.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, Finding out this whole underground barbecue scene out here in California is what made me want to start the podcast too. So it's interesting and and fun. It's cool that uh that they're able to influence someone that's in in Texas that way as well. So um
1: and just I can't wait to get out there. Like it looks so good. I I I feel like if they were here in Texas they'd be in the top ten for sure, like or in the conversation. i am I'm, I'm got to go eat their food but i mean everything you see online is just sometimes that stuff doesn't lie and it just looks amazing can't wait to get out there and try that
0: yeah it's it's definitely blowing up blowing up out here for sure
2: yeah moose is the first like barbecue uh company that i was familiar with before anybody here in fort worth because dane was <laughs> like look at how good this looks look that we want to do this and you know, i was like yeah that does like good you know but i didn't think we were going to be putting it out on the same level, you know, at any rate. And it just the way that it's evolved, has been really incredible. If you sit back and really look at how quickly it's happened.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What were you cooking back in the day, the whole, uh, underground days?
1: So in January, it'll be four years, um, since the time we did our first underground barbecue. Um, and I, I brought, I did one brisket, three racks of ribs and a pork butt, you know, and then we did a mac and cheese and gave out free beer. So that's kind of,
2: I tried to give out cornbread, but I always forget to grease the pan. So that was a disaster. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Like
2: like 40 cornbread muffins. It was devastating. Oh, (laughs) next
1: month. The next month we did those and we made these, yeah, little... Uh, serrano
2: white cheddar. Yeah,
1: white yeah. cheddar and serrano cornbread muffins and just gave those out with them. And, uh, uh, yeah, and then we probably threw pork belly burn ends on the menu for that. But, you know, you know it was just kind of friends and family. Honestly, there's a lot of Ashley's friends and family because, um, yeah, I, I, d- I didn't go to high school here or anything like that. So, not I don't have a ton of friends here. Um, so, yeah, it was a lot of her... Her friends that were supporting it back then
2: and uh still are so yeah. and they wait in line they don't even ask to cut in line they wait and they hang out and they bring their friends and that's what's been so amazing is people that i wouldn't act, like have a chance to see from since graduation and i get to see them on a pretty regular basis so
0: mm-hmm. yeah and actually how how have you um you know, gone from not greasing the pan for cornbread to making <laughs> these these incredible sides that everybody talks about, you know, that there's they're just next level.
2: I just have to give Dane the credit for that, for the inspiration and just like opening up my eyes to flavor profiles and the time that you have to commit to either like cooking or soaking or preheating whatever it is the reason that the recipe says to do it for this amount of time it's there for a an exact reason Mm. and just be like well no if I put the oven on 400 instead of 350 is to cook faster it'll be fine and that's (laughs) that was my mentality towards cooking and Dave was like no 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 and so he really reframed how I view cooking and I'm able to think of different flavors and how they would complement each other and then when I actually put it into action and try it it turns out exactly how I was expecting because there's no surprise of (laughs) whether it was cooked the right way or mixed the right way and so we we brainstormed on all of those there was nothing that I came up with that Either he didn't already suggest, or I didn't ask for his approval before I tried it. It just so happened that every single time that we executed it as a trial, it just it was already perfect. We didn't really have to change a whole lot, so we were really really lucky on that front. Well,
1: <laughs> we we've, we've worked on them a lot. Well, I'll yeah, yeah we've <laughs> we done a whole
2: lot. But, but uh, the, the premise of it really hasn't changed a whole lot from.
1: Yeah, the original ideas, but yeah, just honing in and really one of the hard parts is just holding it, you know, and, uh, certain sides just aren't, uh, meant to be held for long periods of time. And, uh, some of them definitely hard, are harder to do at a pop-up, you know, and if you're transporting it to a pop-up or something like that, it's, it, you know, you gotta have to, gonna have to have the right kind of sides that are going to let you hold it, serve it, and it still be a good quality. So that's kind of where we've kind of developed our sides to, Kind of be able to have a a lifespan, you know. If you're in a brick and mortar, you can always just like keep cooking it back in the kitchen. But uh, we're in a trailer, and so yeah, it's just kind of limited options on some of that stuff for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, let's go back a little bit to the to the early days. First of all, what were you doing before barbecue, and when did you? go barbecue full time. Are you barbecue full time right now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay.
1: So I, I was a pizza delivery guy slash mail carrier. So when, when we started, I was, uh, I worked basically full time as a mail carrier, but I didn't have guaranteed hours. Um, usually I would get 40 hours a week, but sometimes I would just get 30. And so I would have to maintain my job delivering pizza. Just to make sure that if I didn't get the hours I needed, um, you know, we could still bring in some money. So, uh, so did that. I delivered for FedEx. Uh, then I delivered for uh information management company where it's just document storage. Uh, so, yeah, I kind of found addresses and moved boxes around. <laughs> yeah. So a different drove, variation. Drove of a whole lot, you know, put put in a whole lot of miles on the road and. Uh, after a while, I just kind of wear it on you know, was wearing on my body physically, you know, I was just like um, being a mail carrier and working for FedEx. there's no ac in those trucks and it's it's a lot of moving around and um, I just couldn't really see myself doing it for another thirty years so uh, the idea of uh, making barbecue was kind of was kind of cool, but uh, for a while we we definitely made a lot less money because of it. <laughs>
3: because of, uh,
1: <laughs> There definitely wasn't a whole lot of money in making barbecue but uh, at least i was enjoying my time right so
0: <laughs> yeah yeah cuz you still don't have ac right you're <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're next yeah. to it <laughs> I
1: mean, this summer was brutal yeah. and we're making burgers now too so it's like when the flat top's on and i mean yeah we've got ac in here but we don't even run them cuz with the vent hood it just trips the breaker every time so we just kind of try to get air moving in here but uh but, yeah it was uh a lot, a lot of sweating going on in the summer for sure. Still, yeah.
0: Yeah. And so you were doing barbecue, um, only one day a week for, for a period of time, weren't you?
1: Yeah. So basically about four years ago, we started the underground barbecue that lasted about seven, seven, eight months. Uh, then we moved to kind of a pop-up phase where we would do a pop-up every month. Um, and maybe sometimes twice a month and sprinkle in some caterings every once in a while. We did that for about a year, year and a half. Um, and then a little more than two years ago, we went every single Saturday. Yeah, so we, we were every Saturday here at Lola's Trailer Park, um, which is a bar and music venue here in Fort Worth. And, uh, yeah, just back in uh, March, we, we went Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, so... But uh, we were consistent every single Saturday for about a year and a half. Um, and, and then we, uh, a little less than a year ago, went Friday, Saturday, and Sunday.
0: Is that, uh, is that when you went full-time uh, after the um, March time frame?
1: So, no, I, I went. I quit my job and decided I was going to start driving for Uber so that anything that we could do with barbecue, I'd be available for it. Uh, and I would just drive for Uber, uh, and then Ashley, uh, did some bartending and stuff like that, but, um, uh, but yeah, we just kind of,
2: that was actually like a really now amusing time of our life, but back then terrifying because I had just told Dane that I wanted to quit my job, which I, I had a pretty decent job. I was making good money and I had full benefits and bonuses and PTO, like I, it was kind of stupid. For me to quit the position that I had uh, to go back to school because I wanted to get my degree in PR and marketing, and um, you know, Dane and I talked about it, and he said that's what you want to do, and I said it's—I felt really strongly that's what I want to do. So he was still working at that information management company, and I quit and I started going to school full time and just bartending part time, and I just loved it so much that I was just like, Dane. Quit your job, do what you love. Like, you love barbecue, do it. I love school, I'm doing it. And we're, we're surviving. Like, anytime that we felt like, where are we, where is the money gonna come from? How are we gonna pay rent? How are we gonna pay our electric bill? How are we gonna buy groceries this week? It just, it literally, like, just happened for us. And I like to attribute that to, like, our faith in God. Like, he's never let us fail. And so going forward, I've never been afraid of what's to come because when it is scary, I just let go, and just like, hey, you know what, we've been in scarier positions, and, and we made it, and not only have we made it, but we're so blessed, so yeah. it's been a great ride.
1: Yeah, she told me on my way to work for, like,
2: <laughs> every day, three or four quit months straight, quit
1: my job, <laughs> <laughs> like, like yeah, how are we gonna pay the bills, and then, uh, eventually, I just, yeah, I just did, and
2: I remember the day, Uber he was like, today's the day, I'm going I'm yeah. to quit today, and I was like,
1: finally. <laughs> if we didn't have anything going on with barbecue that could make us any money, then I'd just, you know, I'd just drive 14 hours, you know, for Uber and make some money, and, you know, we, we got by, you know, so, yeah. Yeah, and, and we had three children at the time, we have four now, baby Jake just came into the picture, but it was just, um, definitely, uh. yeah yeah we didn't have (laughs) business really risking that much with all that we had on the line like we didn't have any it's not that we had like great jobs and just had enough money to make it happen we just like believed in it so much that we just kind of jumped in and hoped for the best
0: (laughs) yeah that's that's incredible to have a partner like that that believes in you that uh encourages you um to take chances and and it's the whole uh Jesus, take the wheel. Let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> you know.
2: There was no, definitely it's... divine intervention involved. And I, <laughs> and
1: I have to credit Ashley for that because uh, without her encouragement and like her fearlessness, I would have never tried anything like that. You know? <laughs> yeah. Just wanting to find security, you know, in a job and just wanting, you know, didn't, uh, you know, just wanted to have insurance and be able to pay my bills and, I didn't want the uncertainty, you know, I'm not much of a gambler really. Like I don't, I hate to gamble, um, but,
2: uh,
1: I love it. it. But but yeah, no, we just, uh, kinda bet, bet on ourselves, I guess, and, uh, worked really, really hard. And, uh, it seems to be working out, you know, we're still trying to figure out the whole making money thing. That's not really working (laughs) out too great, but It's
0: (laughs) it's coming, it's coming. You're a top 50 barbecue joint now. Come on. <laughs> so um great. That's that's awesome. I, lo- I love the story. Um, but uh I think we're to the point where Ashley, you need to share your story of when uh, of the college experience with your uh-huh. professor. And that's that's what grabbed me, right? And I'm like, I have to reach out to Ashley and I need to get them on the on the Uh, on the show. But uh, yeah, let's, let's talk about uh, your experience at school.
2: Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah. So when I first decided to go back, um, I really didn't have a direction. I knew that I was interested in PR, but I actually wasn't aware of the program that UTA had to offer, which was great, by the way. I'm glad that I was led to it. But at the time I was just trying to um, create kind of what Dame was saying, like a safety blanket where, we had a fallback plan. So at the time, my plan was to um, get a major in business because everything is business. And so if you have a degree in a a business, you know, if if it's in business, you're going to be able to succeed. Um, And then my fallback plan was if that doesn't work out, I can get a one-year certification in education and teach. And so going into it, that was my plan. And um, I hated every second of business school. I hated... The math portion, I hated money and banking. And then in one of my uh, business finance classes, my teacher, you could just tell on the first day, he was super arrogant. He was just telling all the girls, which I was i was an adult in that class. At the time, I was 27, you know, but all of my peers were 18, 19, 20. Um, but he started the class off by saying he was married and not to ask if he was married. And then, and then just kept that aura about him the entire semester about he was, he was doing the campus a favor by helping them out with this class. And, but he, um, he, I guess it was the second of class, he was asking everybody like, so what made you interested in business? Why are you in business school? And everybody was raising their hand and they were saying, oh, I'm going into Wall Street and banking and a finance firm and, you know, and all these, I was just, I knew that that was what they were going to say. And I was just so excited to share my different plan because I just, I like to stand out. I like to be different than everybody else. And so I raised my hand I was super proud of it. And he called on me and I said, and at the time he was not even my fiance, he was my boyfriend. I said, me and my boyfriend are going to open up a barbecue food truck. (laughs) And the whole class, like Started laughing at me, and that's not the response I was expecting. I was expecting like inquiries because at that time we weren't we weren't like super successful, but we'd already been in the Dallas Observer and we had our LLC. And to me, that was big time. Like, oh my gosh, we're the real deal. We we have a logo, you know. (laughs) Mm
3: -hmm.
2: We are something, you know. And so I was just excited to share that with my class, and um, I was just like. I was completely mortified that they were laughing at me and I was even more so because my teacher like let it, he was encouraging them to kind of, he kind of looked at me like mockingly, like he was questioning me and just said, okay, so why are you in business school then? And I was just like totally taken aback. I didn't know what to say. I was just like, well, because it's a business, you know, and it's going to be, mine and I want to know how to run it you know effectively and he just said okay okay and they all just kind of like laughed and then they moved along and I was beat red I wanted to leave I wanted to drop out of UTA you know it was my second Mm -hmm. day of classes and I just couldn't believe how humiliated I was and when initially I was just so pumped and excited to share that with the class and then I just I got the the perception that they thought I was a joke and Mm -hmm. so I went and talked to my advisor which I had to schedule an appointment to speak with um because the business advisors are just too busy (laughs) for their students and so they referred me to the uh communication department the fine arts department if I needed to speak with an advisor directly they're always free they said um and Mm -hmm. I was just since I walked in there I was just welcome with open arms and they asked me you know what my plan was and i told them but then they asked what my interests were and what my previous experience was and at the time like i was writing uh parenting articles for dfw child magazine just kind of on the side as a freelancer and i remember he he ended up being my advisor after that but he was just like well you're a writer what are you doing in the business department like you should be in the fine arts department and and that's when I told him, well, I have been interested in PR. I've always been interested in marketing and advertising. And he was like, just you know, I'm not trying to change your mind and get you to change your degree plan. But here's some options for you. And everything that I read, I was just like, oh, my gosh, this is where I need to be. And once I I did, actually, I quit. The, I failed miserably. Not literally. I actually passed the class. But as a person, I just failed flunked out of the business department and I switched over to the uh fine arts department and I just thrived every class I took I I wanted to be there I wanted to be in school and everything that I learned I brought back home to Dane like Dane's already pretty savvy with Instagram and Facebook and like I had to give him some serious kudos on how in tune he is with hashtags <laughs>
3: you know like it's <laughs> not. Some-
2: your average 30 something year old guy is gonna be familiar with, but he's really, he's got a knack for finding what's relevant and staying in the loop. And then combined with what I was learning at school, uh, it just really made it effortless. And I, I just realized like, this is what I was called to do. It wasn't just, I, I wanna get my degree, but it's, it's to aid our end goal, which is to get our business up and running and functioning to where like, the degree that I'm using is for this. I am our PR, you know, yeah. I have to look for a PR job because I am working one and it's for ourselves. And that's been great.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I thought that was just such a great story. Thank you for sharing that. I know that now you can look back and say, see, we did it. <laughs> you know, you guys, uh, congratulations, by the way, that's uh that's an incredible feat. So, um, yeah
1: graduating like while we've been doing all this and while she was pregnant oh yeah and (laughs) having a baby i had a i I don't know it's two
2: month old whenever i graduated so i was like breastfeeding on zoom calls because covid hit at the same time Mm -hmm. while i was last semester of school like it just yeah. everything that's been thrown at us we kind of like brush it under to get it over with but when ref- and reflecting on it like how did we even get through that
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> Dane you got a good one there you got a good one there Dane yeah no,
1: for sure
0: <laughs> um but what do you feel like has, has kind of helped you get to that next level
1: well um got a lot of relationships with people in the barbecue world and uh, some people have shared info along the way and you know some of it you take and you try and it doesn't work for your process maybe it works for their process but not yours
3: mm-hmm.
1: uh, that's kind of a different setup um definitely one of the main things that took our whole business to the next level um aside from all of ashley's uh help with the business uh thomas our pitmaster, thomas uh he was a customer at a pop-up uh, and that was about you know it's been around two and a half years ago he uh was just kind of inquiring, you know. Told us he loved the barbecue, and uh, and then he's been basically. I asked him, you know, hey, if you want to help, you know, we I'd love to have you out, start teaching you some of this stuff, and you could help me on pop-ups and everything like that. And so he's he's come on board, and just having uh, someone else that's super passionate and driven to make the food really good has has been a huge key for us. I think. Um, I mean, a- Ashley's was always doing the sides and kind of the face of interacting with every customer. Also like managing like social media stuff and doing business stuff, uh, finances and all that. Uh, but, uh, Not my thing. but yeah, no, <laughs> Thomas definitely have uh, worked together to really try to do our best to put our best foot forward every single time. And I think just having someone else that cares as much as I do about it has been, I think it's it, you can't do it by yourself. I tried for a while and it was it was beating me down. Yeah. So it's hard to it's hard to cook brisket the right way and then turn around in a couple hours and then cook ribs the right way and then uh <laughs> and then try to serve it for hours and hours. So yeah, you'll just burn yourself out like that. So so yeah, just having somebody else there that gives a crap, you know.
2: That's yeah.
1: the
2: part of recruiting new employees is just like, you know, it's You can't expect them to be just as passionate as you are because, you know, they don't really have any real ownership, but um just, like, Thomas, he is. He is as passionate as we are, and, like, at, at the risk of being all mushy, like, our kids consider him uncle, you know, like, that he's mm-hmm. they love him, and we love him, and just another one of the blessings I was talking about, he was just introduced into our life, and I can't imagine it without him, so
0: it's awesome it's always it's that's one of the most difficult parts of um you know that's one of the most difficult parts of, of having a business is is having the right staff right and to yeah. find someone like that is just incredible so yeah um,
1: he worked when he started with us he was working full-time and he kind of dedicated almost all of his spare time to come and, working with us doing that every single Saturday so he worked his schedule around the way so he could come out on Fridays and run service with us on Saturday and uh, yeah he just kind of committed to doing that every single time and and so that kind of gave us both opportunities to kind of hone in on different things and work together on plating stuff up and um, doing different pickled items and everything like that and just really working on bringing the whole vision together other employees as well you know like mm-hmm. that but that was kind of when you said you know
0: what's the, the game changer
1: next level is just yeah having somebody else that really really cared and was passionate but now mm-hmm. we've got seven yeah we've got a our bunch main of crew employees is like that, seven
2: people then we have some people like on call
1: <laughs> yeah so but we've got a lot of people that really care about the business and they're putting their best foot forward every time they come out and so uh, we appreciate our crew couldn't be here without them so
0: thank yeah and what are, you, what are you cooking on? So,
1: uh, originally, we had the El Cucaracho 500. Still have that. Um, that's well, what we-
2: originally, we had a teeny tiny little thing that I thought was huge. We bought from some guy out of Azel from Craigslist that I surprised Dan with for Christmas. I, I will never he, he tried to sell it. And I was like, no way. That's what we use for underground
1: pop-ups. And what size would you say it is? Yeah, it was like a little 150-gallon kind of just (laughs) offset smoker. And, yeah, she surprised me with it. Like, this was, like, way before we did the underground barbecue. This was a year before we started doing the underground barbecue. She surprised me with that pit. And uh, so, yeah. she And I remember I was talking about wanting to sell barbecue and have a food truck. Uh, a year and a half, even two years before I even did the underground stuff. So, yeah, it's been kind of a seed that was planted in my head, and I just kind of, uh, you know, finally she gave me the courage and kind of pushed me off the cliff, you know. But, uh, but yeah, and so she surprised me with that pit. um, And then she also surprised me with that El Cucaracho 500. So, yeah, as we were, like, kind of going through the underground barbecue phase, I was like, you know, this – This smoker isn't going to be enough to do anything more, you know, uh, substantial if we go and do pop-ups. I was actually borrowing a pit from my buddy Trevor from Bricks Barbecue. He was letting me borrow his 250. And I I was telling Ashley, you know, this is the kind of smoker I need. And I knew Dennis and, you know, I would go over there and check out his smokers and stuff. And I was like, man, if we could get one of these... And uh, she surprised me and took out a loan and, like, yeah, just bought it. And, uh, <laughs> and and Dennis called me one day and was just like, hey, you know, like, what, or just like asked me, like, what do you want this to be like on your pit or something? And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he's like, yeah, you, you're getting a pit. And I'm like, what? We weren't even
0: in. <laughs> Good girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Ashley is a gambler. She is a good. She likes to gamble.
1: <laughs> she basically is like you keep talking about it, like, but I know you're not gonna like try to. You're not gonna put our family at risk by like investing a lot into it. So I'm it gonna... was
2: basically my approval, like saying like I believe in you so much, and I see how passionate you are about it, and how good you are at it, because like people are shocked because I say like before I had this barbecue i thought that i didn't like barbecue because mm-hmm. like my what i think of when i think of barbecue was like dried out chicken leg smothered in sauce or you know like brisket get out of here i didn't want the all the saliva in my mouth to be soaked up in one bite you know that's kind of what i related to barbecue and um so when i had his like in my brain i was like this doesn't even taste like barbecue to me this just tastes like a good cut of meat. That's just like good meat. That's what it tastes like. It's there's no mm-hmm. on it. And the smoke is like not overpowering. It's just like kind of there. I can I can detect it if I think about it. But it was more about the quality of the meat that I was eating that just like kind of opened my eyes. Okay, barbecue is not necessarily a style of food, it's a style of cooking. And mm-hmm. if you're doing it right, it's good. <laughs> and so yeah. now appreciation for barbecue because i understand like the it's a method of cooking meat and smoking meat and not you know slathering something in sauce and living it on a grill for four hours <laughs> and so i don't know i was just kind of saying to him like you have my blessing i know that you're going to do great at this you have the resources so let me help you get those resources together so
1: oh, that's great and and now just as of about, about a month ago yeah we've got a thousand gallon syntex bit that just got here that we uh, it's paid for and everything so yeah we, we <laughs> nice way so that that feels nice yeah. so yeah sure. so now we've got yeah uh 1500 that we're working on so
0: yeah, yeah i just dropped an episode with michael johnson syntex yeah. so that's that's great um Heck yeah he's he's he's, yeah, he's grown yeah. so much in the last couple of years too you know he's on that trajectory as well
1: yeah uh, this this pit I don't know I, I just don't know how there's anybody out there making a better pit. That's just how I feel about it. I mean it it's is really really intimidatingly
2: amazing. awesome It's just <laughs> like I don't know it's really it's a beautiful pit. it's crazy to describe. A propane tank, as <laughs> beautiful, but it is. It's just yeah. You need to put a lot of effort and it's
1: just it's great work. It yeah, it demands a lot of uh respect for sure. Yeah. <laughs> just have firebox and like the the door on it and everything like that. It's just man insulated super good. It cooks very, very even. I'm I'm really, really loving it. So
0: it's almost like your food, the attention to detail is just
2: that's kind of impeccable
0: I... there. Yeah.
2: It's not lacking.
0: <laughs> so speaking of food, let's talk about your menu now. Um, what What are you serving uh, typically in, in kind of some of your specials and uh, proteins and sides?
1: So, yeah, it's uh, prime brisket, uh, full spare ribs. Um, yeah, we do the full spare rib. Um, three different kinds of sausage every week. So two of them are standard on the menu and that's our jalapeno Havarti, and our beefy texan and then the third one is a rotating special so uh we have like 14 or 15 different sausage recipes now and so we'll just rotate one out like this week it's going to be our chicken cordon bleu uh sausage Um, then we have turkey breast we have pulled pork and then we have our bacon brisket, which is a smoked pork belly. Um, we started calling it bacon brisket because when we called it pork belly, nobody wanted it, and nobody would order it uh, at our pop-ups. People were like, "No, I don't <laughs> want pork stomach or what." Like, <laughs> that are just like, "No, no." Well, now it's uh, the first thing we sell out of. Yeah, we used to like beg people to try it, and they
2: were like, mm. "I
0: I thought I read that in uh, Daniel's article." And I thought that was just genius of you guys. I mean, you change the name and all of a sudden now you're selling out of something that no one would touch with a different yeah. name. It's pretty cool, man. It's
1: yeah, awesome. So we do a really cool uh, taco with that bacon brisket on Saturdays. So Saturday is kind of our taco day where we do our bacon brisket taco and then we do a, a smoked carnitas uh, taco because uh, we've got rib trim and stuff like that so so we try our best to make use out of any of the waste that we have from trimming and everything like that um, so the other specials is our burgers which got really popular really fast <laughs> and I don't know if we ever planned on that happening but uh, I'm glad glad we did because after we were open for like two months I had a deep freezer full of beef you know it was just like we trim pretty aggressively on briskets and, um, you know, when we were doing it one day a week, it wasn't as bad, but yeah, when, when you start cooking more briskets and you just, next thing you know, you got, you know, 50, 60 pounds of pure beef, you know, that comes off those briskets that, you know, it was just going to go in the trash and you can only make so much chili and people don't want chili all the time, you know, and so I'm like, you know, we need to have a burger kind of on the menu. And uh, that was right when the price of beef spiked, too. So it was just for several reasons. We just had to make burgers. So we offer those on Fridays and Sundays now. Uh, we make about 50 or 60 of them. And it's first come, first serve. You've got to get there early for the burger. Within um, the
2: first hour. Like, they always
0: go. Yeah, the first hour. <laughs> but now so people- when, when is Friday and what did you say?
2: friday and sunday is burger day
0: friday and sunday
2: okay like we just like you say we reincorporate the trimmings from the brisket so we have to we have to sell brisket to sell burgers if you don't buy brisket then we don't have the meat for the burgers (laughs) (laughs) so so we encourage people if they get mad that they come out and we're already selling burgers we're like hey why don't you buy two pounds of brisket to take home because then we can make more next week and then there'll be more burgers available (laughs) yeah Yeah, so
3: that's kind of
1: and then uh, our sides are uh, mac and creamy mac and cheese, our loaded red potato salad, a, a crisp apple slaw, flaming hot street corn, and our frito pie beans. So those are our five standard sides. Um, and yeah, we we used to like switch up the sides and everything like that, but at some point I just I really. Was like, hey, if everything's not perfect every time, we don't have any business doing anything else. You know, like I don't need to have three or four specials um, on a day if if this isn't perfect. <laughs> you know, if, like, yeah. and so sometimes, you know, it, uh, you know, if I didn't think ev- everything was where it needed to be, I'm like, we don't need to be focusing any more effort on any of these other things until this is perfect every time, and so. Uh, that's kind of what we focused on. It was like, hey, we're going to set our menus, what we're going to do, and uh, let, let's try to execute and uh, show people consistency and uh, a higher attention to detail and quality. So that's what we were focused on is just, you know, I'm I'm not trying to do the most creative special every week and everything like that. We get creative with the sausages and stuff, but, and also we're in a food truck, so we only have so much space and an opportunity to cook different things anyways, uh, so yeah, that's kind of, and I, I guess we're probably I think there's only like maybe five food trucks on the top fifty or something like that. So yeah, like, so I, I think it's pretty. uh Being able to do what we did here is you know kind of a, uh, big pr- deal. yeah, <laughs> big deal. Yeah, it's been really hard. You know, it's it's hard to operate in a food truck sometimes. <laughs> there's a lot of things that make it difficult for sure.
0: Yeah. Well and you're you're in a lot of people's top ten too. I mean uh look at the, the tells from the pits guys, my buddies over there that they they ran they, they had you at seven on their list. So yeah. that's uh you know, those guys those guys know barbecue. So I, yeah. I, I can't wait to get out there, uh Dane and Ashley. Mm-hmm. I you know, I've heard so many great things. I know Dane, I think you and we had we had dinner one night uh with uh Brett and yeah. And I think booze was there and and maybe like 2 3 years ago maybe.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was after Texas Monthly barbecue fest. So yeah,
0: was- yeah, and I'm like I'm going to make it out there one of these days, but now that you're uh, you're open more days, um I'm I'm out there from the 15th through the 29th, so I'm definitely going to stop. I why I was asking if it was a Friday. Or a Sunday, because I've been eating a lot of burgers. Dude, burgers are the, the brisket burgers are just incredible. I love them, man. So, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna try to get out there on a on a Friday or a Sunday so I can get one. Sure. Yeah. Well, Let's talk a little bit about your sausages. Uh, you're making your own sausages and like is that self-taught? Like I've seen some incredible, incredible sausages. I've read about some of the stuff that you're doing. The breakfast one with the blueberries, like God, I dream about I dream about having that. Yeah. Talk to us a little bit about sausage. It's a big thing right now.
1: Yeah. So that that's something that I always from kind of day one when we decided uh, what Dane's craft barbecue was going to be, it was always going to be handmade sausage, you know? And so, um, well, the first, the first several times we served sausage, it wasn't, but I almost immediately was like, we got to start making our own sausage. And so, yeah, me, me and Trevor from Bricks barbecue, um, here in Fort Worth, he bought a grinder and I bought a stuffer and we were like, Hey, let's, let's figure this out. Um, yeah, just started messing with it and uh, talking to different people, lear- learning different techniques um, yeah it's just it's just fun you know I just really really enjoyed it I, I guess you know I've, I've probably made sausage every single week for like three years now um, just about you know I, I mean it's just therapeutic for me I guess I just really like the process of kind of tweaking the seasonings and cubing up all the meat and yeah, just try, trying to perfect it, because I guess I just really like to pursue perfection and things that are difficult with barbecue, right? So,
0: <laughs> And I guess it's a lot easier to do some trial and error with sausage than with brisket, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: For sure. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, but, yeah briskets, brisket was uh, more air, you know, early on, you know. <laughs> so that took a while to really hone in and figure out. Sometimes uh, it took me a while to figure out a lot of the what it comes down to with brisket is just sourcing the right meat, right, and getting, getting mm-hmm. stuff, um, which is hard to do now. You know the market's just so crazy, but uh, but yeah, sausage is just fun because it's a creative way to just like try something new. Yeah, we we came out with that berry gouda sausage, so it's blueberries, smoked gouda, uh, yeah, and maple syrup in there. So yeah, it has that kind of breakfast feel. <laughs> Uh, and so, yeah, some people thought it was a little weird, but yeah, we just kind of rolled, rolled with it and, um, yeah, just kept trying to develop new, new recipes. So for a while there, we were making three every week and then do a test one. So we were actually making four sausages every week, you know, for probably, you know, six, seven, eight months, just trying, trying something new all the time. So, and oh, yeah. Wow. It, work one week we'd try it again the next week so some of them took a month you know like four weeks back to back to back to like really like hone in on we started doing the chicken sausages which we've got several of those now uh chicken bacon ranch chicken fajita, our yeah. chicken cordon blue um, so yeah and so <laughs> that that was hard to figure out though because uh the first couple of chicken sausages were just not good yeah they were just we couldn't get the bind right, you know it was crumbly, and yeah, so it took a while for me to figure out I needed to add a little pork fat in there, so
0: man, that's so cool you've you've come such a long way and in, in you know it's a relatively short period of time i mean i I've read a lot of a lot of stuff about you guys, and you know I know that uh that you were a big and you're wearing the meat church the meat church hat that you were a big meat church fan (laughs) and you would watch a lot of videos and you would, you know, you'd, you'd stay up late and and, uh, talking to Ashley about barbecue and reading and, (laughs) and really honing into your craft. So it's, it's great to see you having the success, you know, uh, congratulations on, on top 50, uh, congratulations on making it to, uh, Meet church and and what you just filmed something recently, haven't you?
1: Yeah, just just uh what was that? Yesterday, yesterday. <laughs> just
0: yesterday.
1: <laughs> All the days are running together. I was like, it's yeah. today- <laughs>
2: yeah, I don't know. we've it's been a day week, since but- Thanksgiving, since we were
1: closed yeah. last week. But yeah, no that that was so cool because I remember four years ago before I knew anything yeah I probably didn't know anything about the texas monthly top 50 or anything like that but i, I knew who matt pitman was and mm-hmm. classes and I, I really wanted to go to one of his classes and i remember at some point you know years ago thinking like man that would be so cool if at one one day i could you know he would like invite me to be a guest pitmaster for one of his classes and yeah, i think it just happened it i don't did. know <laughs> yeah, so, but, man yeah.
0: It's, it's so cool.
1: And he's such an awesome guy, and yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really glad that uh that I can call him a friend for sure. So.
0: Um, I'm glad that to see your dreams coming true, your uh, your your good family, and and I wish you all uh, the very best. You know, the, living out these dreams and and letting us watch it as it happens is pretty cool. Um, you know, the whole yeah. Daniel Vaughn having. You know, I I know I had read or saw something where you were like hoping that he would come by or something, and he mentioned you in some article or something, and now you have a full blown article and you're in the top fifty. So I
2: remember when he mentioned us, like he just just said other places like Dave's Crab Barbecue in Fort Worth. That was that was all that they mentioned. Yeah. Like, other food yeah. trucks like or other pop-ups. Well, no, it was a pop-up. No, he-
1: he, uh, Daniel Vaughn, the first time he mentioned us was in a barbecue newsletter where he said Fort Worth is getting in on the trend of underground barbecue. Yeah. underground That's barbecue, amazing. and that was like, like three and a half years ago. Uh, but then Daniel Vaughn never came out for like another two years, <laughs> you know, it was like, <laughs> I was just like, we were always kind of expecting him right after that. Well, and for those like, two
2: years, like, like Dane was like, okay, <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, like it's a Daniel Vaughn day. So every day is a Daniel Vaughn day because we don't, <laughs> we don't want Daniel Vaughn to have something that our regular customer every single day can't have, you know? And so that's what we always tell our people like Dane's thing is, if something is, can be improved, then we need to improve it. And so. Yeah that we have there is no like make this one extra special like they're all extra special because we want it to be consistently across the board the same thing that everyone gets
1: yeah but i remember right after when people said hey you know he mentioned you you should expect him at one of your pop-ups so i was just like oh I'll, we'll see and you know yeah like two years later <laughs> you know, then, <laughs> then he came
0: by well he he got you on your toes and sure. and hopefully got you to got you to improve his He does such so much for barbecue and and it's, it's great to have him as, as the editor for, uh, for Texas monthly. I'm interviewing him a couple of days on Thursday. So, um, so I'm looking forward to that as well, but, um,
1: uh, so much for barbecue, but
0: yeah. yeah, absolutely. So winding down here, I have a question that I ask, um, everyone that joins, uh, the show and, uh, And uh, I want you to dig deep here. Uh, Tell us something about you that most people wouldn't know. And uh, Ashley, we can start with you, ladies first. No
2: pressure.
0: No pressure. No pressure. pressure. Um,
2: that most people wouldn't know.
0: And we like juicy stuff too, (laughs) you know. (laughs)
2: Well, my go-to. Like, because, you know, they ask that in school occasionally, just as an icebreaker. Mm-hmm. Go to is always I am a twin. I have a twin brother. And then wow. that are boy and girl. But they were actually triplets. Whenever I had just found out I was pregnant, um, I thought I had had a miscarriage. But when I went to the emergency room to confirm it, they said, yes, you did miscarry, but it was just one. The other two are totally fine. And I hadn't even been to my first doctor's appointment yet. I had just found out I was pregnant the week before. So when the nurse said the other two were totally fine, I was just like, what?
0: <laughs> oh, my goodness.
2: So then she read my face and she was like, oh, you haven't had an ultrasound yet. Congratulations, you're having twins. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow. That's how this wrote right to me. So I didn't really have time to be sad that I lost one because I was just being told here's here's two instead, you know, and it just, it was a complete world changing thing for me. But I think that I was designed for it, because I do have a twin brother, and I live that life. And I I know the tricks. And I know, you know, the dynamics of being a boy girl twin. And so just watching my kids grow and seeing their relationship, and uh, they share so many similarities, but they're also so different from my brother and I It's just been a blessing to be their mom and now you know my stepson is 12 and now we have one year old jake and we've got we've got literally a little bit of everything thrown into our family and i wouldn't have it any other
0: way that's awesome that's great great thanks for sharing dane it's up to you man take us home
1: so yeah a lot of people wouldn't know about me unless you're close with me as i'm i'm a pretty picky eater, you know, um, and that doesn't usually go like, you know, well with the culinary wor- world, right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, my, my family, like my dad was like, he's way pickier than I am. And then, uh, my, my sibling was even pickier than the both of us. Um, so yeah, it was just something that I've struggled with like all my life really is because my, my dad didn't really expose us to anything that wasn't just meat and potatoes, you know, mm-hmm. like I was never forced to eat my veggies as a child. Cause my dad didn't eat his veggies. Um, <laughs> you know, I was, I was kind of raised on a very, very basic diet and uh, you know, g- coming into adulthood, it was, it was definitely a struggle for me. Like, um, yeah, it's just, there was a point where it's like, if, if I didn't already like it and I tried it, it would kind of like, make me like sick to my stomach. Like I just couldn't even like get it down without like losing my appetite or something like that. And so (laughs) over the past like 10 years, I've broken out of that. Now, now I'll try anything and everything like that. Um, I'm not, I don't love everything and I don't like like everything, but I'll appreciate it for what it is now, you know? And so it doesn't give me like a gag response, like it used to like coming into my adulthood. Um, but, it, yeah, that's something that I've struggled with. And honestly, like, I'm super self-conscious about it. Like, it's not something I'm proud of or ever was proud of. It felt, it always felt like something that was kind of uh, done to me that I had to undo, you know, as, as I was becoming an adult, you know. And so that's actually <laughs> helped me a whole lot, like, uh, with kind of developing my palate and trying new things.
2: But Well, the yeah. way he is, he's, he's overcome that is tacos, like the miracle <laughs> of tacos, because tortillas are good and the meat inside the tortilla is good and so if you want to experiment and try something new just put it in a tortilla with good meat and then you can yeah. try it in combination <laughs> <laughs> he started putting like onions on <laughs> peppers and he like i was so shocked the first day he made a fajita when we went out to dinner one night and he he's like do you see this i'm putting peppers and onions on my fajita
1: <laughs> and <laughs> oh, the guac i
3: was
2: just like,
1: yeah, but, but yeah 10, 10 years ago yeah it wasn't like that so yeah but but yeah that's always been something that I've kind of struggled with you know and that that I, I'm proud that I'm breaking out of now but uh but I don't know maybe that's contributed to like me being able to hone in and like really make things you know good you know because I just kind of like I, I know how to make meat good that's for sure you know because yeah <laughs>
0: Ashley, you're the writer. You need, you have an article or a book there. You know, expand your palate with tacos.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, because <really> <laughs> so I'm sure a lot of, I know Dave's not alone in that. A lot of people feel that embarrassment getting older. Like, I know one of the things that he really struggled with is when we would be invited to like dinner parties or out to eat with family or friends. He was like, I want to make sure, like, what are they cooking to make sure that I. Can prepare myself to either pretend to like it or know that I actually will enjoy it. Or if there's a restaurant that we haven't been to, he can look at the menu ahead of time. And I he, he was he was always more concerned about being more respectful to the person that was wow.
1: love
2: about him. Well, so. and
1: it's crazy too because I lived in all these other countries and I didn't really get to appreciate all that. Like I don't I don't know, I uh, just wasn't exposed to a lot of that food even when I was overseas. So yeah, it's just yeah. like some, I'm really excited to travel now and kind
0: of you know take it take the whole experience in so <laughs> that's great man well thanks again i appreciate you guys taking the time to uh, to chat with me and be on the show if folks want to find you um what's the best way social media um and your location and kind of times hours
1: yeah so we're here in fort worth we're located at uh place called Lola's Trailer Park. It's not a trailer park. It is a bar and music venue. Um, there's a, Our trailer is here, but uh, that's just kind of the name. A lot of people are like, what? It's at a trailer park? No. It's a, it's just a bar and music venue. Uh, we're open Friday, Saturday, and Sunday from 11 until we're sold out. And uh, best way to get a hold of us is through email. Um, hit us up on Instagram DaneTXBBQ Uh, And Facebook We have a Twitter We don't really do a whole lot with it I don't understand Twitter a whole lot So I don't mess with that (laughs) Uh, So yeah So that's the best way
0: Perfect Well thanks again I wish you the best of luck I know that uh, you guys are are on your way For even more success And congratulations on the top 50
1: Thank Thank you Thanks so much Appreciate you having us on
0: Yeah Thanks for tuning in to the iCrush Barbecue Show. Remember to follow us on your favorite social media platform at Crush BBQ Show. If you like our show, please let us know by leaving us a five-star rating on your favorite listening app. Make sure you subscribe to get all past and future shows and share with your friends. Don't forget to tag us with your favorite pics. We'd love to see what you're crushing. Until next time, keep crushing that cube.